On today's episode, we're going to talk about how you can live with your abnormalities and also how you can jump out of your boat. Let's go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Blind Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jonathan Grzbowski, and today I have with me Alex Vivanco. He is the CEO of Abnormal, which is a clothing line that brings people with abnormalities together. Alex also has a YouTube channel called Pectus Nation that inspires entrepreneurs to deal with abnormalities and also to help support Pectus Excavatum, which is a birth defect that has allowed Alex to travel the world to tell his story. Alex, how is your oh day going? Oh my gosh, Jonathan, that was an amazing introduction. I appreciate it. My day is going very, very well. Thank you very much for having me on your podcast. Uh, it's a beautiful Friday and my and uh, just excited to be here and excited to share my story with you about Abnormal, about how it all started. And uh, let's get right into it, Jonathan. Absolutely. So before we do that, we have to uh, start off with an icebreaker to get the mind and the creative juices flowing a little bit. So imagine you just had the best day of your life. What is that one piece of food that's going to lift your spirits higher? Oh, one piece of food that's going to lift my spirits higher. It's got to be sushi. It's got to be sushi. What rolls? What, what, what rolls are we getting? It's got to be the, the hottest, spiciest uh, <laughs> tuna roll. Uh, possible with a dash of sriracha, and I always ask for the uh, extra spicy mayo, and I always ask for like two or three rounds of that spicy mayo, and it uh, gets that waiter walking back and forth a little, like, oh my gosh, guys wants another dip of spicy mayo. <laughs> so I'm that, I'm that guy. Well, are we, are we doing like low sodium? Are we doing regular uh, soy sauce? Are we dipping it? Are we not dipping it? Now you know what, sodium's not for me, man. It's All just right, so too you're just strong. going straight. Just too strong for me. I love it. I love yeah, it. Like, I like the nice and smooth flavor, you know. Now I'm I'm a uh, like three roll type of guy. Are you, are you uh, getting two or what? What are you doing? Three is three is good for me. I usually order four, and then by the time I'm halfway done, I'm like, damn, why did I order four? Exactly, you, know? you regret it. <laughs> well, the first thing again, Alex, thank you so much for being on, and excited to hear your story. But without further ado, uh, the first question is: Tell us about yourself. Who are you, and what is your story? Excellent. Well, my name's Alex Vivanco, and uh, my story starts off uh, as a carpenter. Well, it starts off way before that, but I'll get straight to the good stuff. I was a uh, making $70,000 a year as a union carpenter. I loved my job, was making great money, great benefits. You know, I was normal, right? I fit into what I was raised to be, get the good job, get the good benefits. That's what I sought out to do, and I did it. And then one day, I just started looking around like, holy shit. Everyone started complaining about, you know, how many years they had left until retirement. And uh, I started just noticing a lot of the unhappiness. People, you know, this is before I got on social media. I was always like an in the closet kind of guy, uh, just stayed to myself. I was just, I was just always, you know, never on social media, never posting anything. So I never even knew about all this motivational stuff that goes on online, you know. So all of this is developing in my mind, like, whoa, these people, you know, do I really want to spend my youth, most of my life, waiting 30 years until I retire to then feel free, which is what I was getting from a lot of these veterans. 
And so I decided that, uh, you know what, I'm going to need to make a, I'm going to need to make a living on my own somehow so that I can break away from this, uh, you know, from this nine to five, which was more like a seven to three. And so anyhow, I started my own construction business and I was extremely, extremely happy. Um, cause I was working 20 out of 24 hours a day. I was easily a type of person to work 20 to 20, 20 to 22 hours a day. I would sleep in my car in between jobs happily and then go to my other job and make, make cash. So anyhow, the, the story gets good when I'm working my second job and I'm never home. I've got two little girls and uh, I get this phone call one day from my daughter. She tells me, she calls me up hysterically crying. She's like, Alex. Oh, she's like, dad, <laughs> imagine that. My three year old. She's like, dad, she's like, dad, I miss you. You know, I never see you. And it just, it hit me right in my heart. And I was just like, wow, she's right. You know, um, what am I doing working 20 hours a day, 18, 20 hours a day? Some, this is not right. Something's got to give. Something's got to, I got to change something. I went home that night. I was thinking to myself, whoa, you know, I got to do something. So I'm at home. I'm going to kiss my daughters. Good night. Like I usually do. It's a normal routine. They're already sleeping. And one thing that I always said to them was, you can do anything. Anything is possible. When I said that, I realized if anything was possible, would I be living in this small house that I'm in right now, making only $70,000 a year, if anything was possible? Because I knew that they would follow in my footsteps one day more than they will in my advice. So that same night, I made a promise to my kids. I said, you know what? By September 2014, I'm going to quit my job for good and just be completely on my own, have control of my own schedule, and uh, be able to walk my daughters to school. That was the promise I made to them. And what do you know? That's that first month, it was January, I started doing written affirmations that I learned from Brian Tracy. Every day I would write down front and full, uh, front and back of the page. By September 2014, I quit my job. September 2014, I quit my job. Anyhow, September comes around. I'm already set up. I'm prepared to quit this job and start my own DJ business. September comes around. Man, I didn't have the guts to quit. I procrastinated. I, I got scared. So instead, I asked my boss for two weeks off. My boss didn't like that. And uh, I ended up taking my two weeks off of vacation. And uh, when I came back from vacation, uh, they told me, hey, Alex, you didn't get the phone call in between your two-week vacation? I said, no, I didn't get any phone call. I guess it was a phone call of them telling me uh, that I was going to be laid off. So they let me work for two more weeks, and they laid me off. So it was September 2014. Even though I didn't quit, it still manifested and like the dream came true before my boss even finished his sentence saying, Alex, we're laying you off. I just knew right then and there, I believe in these two quotes, diamonds are made out of pressure. If you want to jump out the boat, I'm sorry, if you want to take the island, burn the boats. Right then and there, I just knew, I said, I'm never going back to being an employee ever again. This was almost uh, two and a half years ago. I believed in this pressure, right, John? It's going to, so two months after that, <clears throat> I'm driving from Florida to New Jersey for about 18 hours, figuring out, holy shit, what am I going to do? I'm DJing. I've got small gigs here and there, but I quickly realized that DJing wasn't my thing. And what I realized was 
that, okay, so it's not working 20 hours a day just to make cash. It's to work 20 hours a day. You know, I'm using 20 hours as a rough number. It's to work, but to do something that you're passionate about. And so I quickly realized, holy shit, I got to find something I'm truly passionate about that I want to do the rest of my life. And so I'm in this car drive by myself from Florida to New Jersey. It's an 18-hour drive. And I'm, I remember this one quote from uh, the Napoleon Hill book, Think and Grow Rich. And, and, he, and it, something said, it went, on the other side, oh, fear is the number one enemy to success. And that's when I said, okay, I'm just going to start facing fear, piece of cake, because I need to grow. On the other side of your largest fear is your largest growth. I said, I need to grow. What's my biggest fear? I'll just start off with that. And that's when I said to myself, holy cow, no way. I could never face my biggest fear because that fear was a secret that I kept my whole life. And it was my chest deformity called pectus excavatum. And so that same night, that same drive, I had about seven hours to go. I started just thinking to myself, wait, like I literally got this vision. My body started to vibrate. It was like a freaking calling of like me needing, being the person to, you know, help people out with pectus excavatum. But I still had to face it. And I knew that I would face it one day, but I never put a date on it. So it was like me procrastinating. It was like me procrastinating. So anyhow, I told uh, my, my high school reunion was the very next day. And I just said, you know what? Instead of waiting, instead of never picking a day, why not just pick a big stage? Why not freaking get a big stage, record it, and then just you? Because I was just going to make a video of myself and put it on social media. But that to me would have been the easy way. I said, if I'm gonna do this, why not just go big? And so my high school reunion was the next day. I did a couple of things that forced me to do it. I made a couple of promises to people that I looked up to. I said, I'm gonna take my shirt off at my high school reunion and just break out of this you know, fear. And so the end of the reunion comes up, lights come on. I go to my wife, she's over there laughing at me because she knows what I'm about to do. And I'm like, oh, man, I mean, I got dragonflies in my stomach. This is the biggest fear of my life, Jonathan. And I would, I would never do this. And so she grabs, she grabs my phone out of the holster and she says, just get up and do it, you little bitch. And I'm like, oh, copy right where it hurts. And uh, so I got up on stage, lights are on, and I just – Grabbed everyone's attention. There was about 75 people there. It was a small reunion, but still 75. I never gave a speech before in my life. Never had, I never thought about public speaking. Never had the confidence to, uh, you know, speak in front of people. So I, safe to say that, so anyhow, I got up on stage. I started speaking, telling people about this fear and that I wasn't truly myself. And then before you know it, I just, took my shirt off, tell them, listen, I'm revealing this secret to you. It's pectus excavatum. And um, I'm tired of hiding. I'm tired of running. And uh, that's, awesome, that's man. it. Man. That was, that's a, that's a great, you. that's a great story. And thank you so much for, for sharing that. I mean, I want to dive in a little bit more about, you know, I guess facing, facing fear because it is something that a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of business professionals simply just 
uh, can't do. So I guess the first question to that is after you made this speech, um, how did you feel releasing this to the public? I felt, I felt like I was born again. Mm. So what was the, what was the aspect of like the reaction when you took this video, posted it online? You know, what, what was the feedback that people were, were giving you when you posted the video? It made an, it made this other quote. I, it made it, it made sense of this quote that goes, if you give all of you to the world, the world will give you all of it in return. And I knew that before I took my shirt off. I said, you know what? I haven't, I, I wasn't given all of me. I was, you know, like not to say that my chest defines who I am, but still I, I just wasn't a hundred percent Alex Levanko. And so when I took my shirt off, it was like me revealing something that I went through. It was my authenticity. And I swear, the moment I took my shirt off my high school reunion, I mean, just everyone just came up to me. And I had a DJ business that I just started. And they were like, Alex, I want you to DJ my wedding. I want you. It's just like the world literally came to me. I, I told people on social media, I was, I was just free. I was just free. And it's just, you just receive love. When you, when you free yourself, when you face a giant fear, there's this powerful energy on the other side of it. Uh, and it's just, it's just exciting. It's happiness. It's joy. And it's people love that stuff. People love their, cause everyone's got something inside of them that they're afraid to share, whether it's an idea, a secret, a story, whatever it is. And people can relate to that. Yeah, absolutely. And so now I'm curious because I, I've seen some videos of you, um, I guess uh, at number one, jumping out of a plane, um, with the, I believe it was the Superman shirt or maybe you were completely shirtless. Um, but I was actually, I was actually naked on that naked one. Naked on that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. like, I had Even to wear better. my boots though. <laughs> Even better. Um, I guess the, the, the question that I have is from, from a business perspective, that one, uh, reveal led to business opportunities, wow. which led to other speaking engagements. I mean, where where do you see yourself in, as as a brand in the next you know two, three, five, ten years? Where do I see myself? I see myself, you know, making videos of just doing crazy stuff, man. Like for example, like when I once I freed myself after the reunion, I realized, holy cow, I can just be myself for a living. You know, like I can be the guy with pectus excavatum. I could be the class clown. Like everything that I was told or that I told myself wasn't good enough. Like I could just be that. And there's, there's nothing that brings me more passion than to bring my ideas to life and, you know, like making videos. Like for example, when I told you that I felt like I was being born again, I put that in my, in a, in a video where it goes, it felt as if I was being born again. In fact, I felt as if I was cold, screaming and naked. And that's exactly what it felt like to jump out of an airplane naked. So I jumped out of an airplane naked. <laughs> That's awesome. So yours, uh, I guess, tell us a little bit more about the business model. And then once you define that, I'd like to hear a little bit more about a failure that you've uh, encountered throughout your journey as an entrepreneur. Right. So the business model is pretty simple. I make crazy, entertaining, inspirational videos with a little bit of philosophy in it. And I sell T-shirts. Nice and simple. And um, one of the failures that I went through, though, that pretty much stopped me for the past year, year and a half, was it's a big failure. 
I was actually making a video um, in the middle of the Hudson River. I was on a boat and the video was to portray the quotes, a quote of Tony Robbins that goes, if you want to take the island, burn the boats. I was going to add to the end of that, but I recommend first that you jump out of the boats. And so I made a video of me giving a little speech and then I literally jumped off of a Hudson River ferry boat uh, last year. And I uh, ended up being one of the greatest days of my life. I loved it. I loved the stunt. I loved being in the middle of the Hudson River. I knew that boat was coming back. Two days later, though, get a knock on a door, and it's the New York Post. And apparently this video, there's a video of me doing this that went viral. And uh, pretty much I sat down. I took the interview with the New York Post. I knew that it could be a bashing. But at the same time, I thought, you know, was publicity, this could help me sell a lot of T-shirts and, you know, help me out with my brand. And so did the interview a couple of days later, the, uh, the story came out and it was complete bashing, man. So complete bashing. And, and uh, you know, that, that, that hit me hard. That hit me hard and uh, destroyed me internally. Like, like, wow, man, I embarrassed my, I felt like I embarrassed my family. Um, it was just a tough moment. But I knew, though, I knew that it was for a great reason. And I knew that just like my chest was abnormal, just like my chest was abnormal, this abnormal situation that may look bad, I knew that I could turn that into a gift somehow. You know how they say the bigger the failure, the bigger the seed of success is planted. And I just knew. But at the same time, it was tough for me to get over. And it literally has taken me about a year to like accept the fact and to like go back out there and keep making videos and keep doing my thing. And so like, to be honest with you, you know, <clears throat> the business was taken off at one point, but then I completely crashed, you know, internally, but I'm back now. So that's good. I mean, I, I want to know, I want to know that moment where you were like, you know, what, like F it. Let's let's do it. I mean, regardless of the press, I mean, there's still a story. There's still a a message. There's still the kindness in your heart that wants to genuinely help people, regardless of the negative things that other people say. So, what was that that moment for you that was just like, you know what? Let's 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 do this. A moment was on this past Mother's Day. This past Mother's Day. This past Mother's Day. You know, I was I was absolutely broke. Main thing, I had no money, man. I couldn't, couldn't, uh, I couldn't even buy a gift, you know, for my wife with two kids, and I just couldn't take my my mother's out to uh, a nice dinner, and I felt like absolute shit on the inside. And uh, from that moment on, I just, I knew that I know that I'm a man of passion. I don't want to do any type of other work other than bringing my ideas and my philosophy to life. And so from that moment on, I, I re, re, uh, restarted abnormal, and uh, I'm back to it now, making videos nonstop for the Pectus Nation on YouTube, inspiring like crazy, and it's just like I'm just back to my confident self with uh, living with passion, just not giving a crap, and just using all of my 
abnormalities, whether it's physical or something in my past. I'm just using that all to my advantage now. And so, yeah, man, kudos to you for able to do that. I mean, I think that's so hard as an individual and, and I appreciate you being honest with us and, and telling you, you know, something that's, that's personal in your life. Um, you know, I'm curious, I've always been curious about this, but you know, I, I, I think motivation is really important and being positive and being confident. Those are all really important things. But how do you motivate yourself? How do I motivate myself? It's a great question. I motivate myself by uh, by looking at a lot of the uh, feedback that I get from other people that I've helped. That shit motivates the hell out of me, man. I mean, I'll get messages and comments from videos that I made years ago, a year ago, two years of conversations I have. And just, I just know that I've got something good in me. And now every time I get this feedback from other people of how, you know, they help, like I help people to quit their job or I help them to find their purpose or I help them to, to see the beauty and having a hole in your freaking chest. Like, like that stuff motivates me naturally. And I just, keep wanting to do more yeah sure so you know I, I'm, I'm curious to hear more about and this will be like the last question about business and i have another a couple of other questions as well yeah. but um you know i guess like your personal your personal brand um what are some things that you would recommend to other people that are looking to kind of brand themselves motivate themselves um yeah, what would you recommend to those individuals that are trying to create a their own brand like you are? I would recommend I would recommend to uh, to not think to to just go for it. Um, I think we have this uh, I think we're we're very strong minded with how we do things and how we want to do things. but sometimes if that doesn't work or sometimes if something's not working out, sometimes it's safe to jump out the boat. And by that, I mean, jump out of your old notion of doing something and try something, try a different way. If you try that different way and you realize, okay, this is, doesn't work, then you know for sure that your past way, like you just find more about yourself by just, by uh, just trying new things. But uh, my biggest thing is, you know what? You gotta not care what people think, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if you're not willing to stand out there in front of, if you're not willing to stand out, if you're not willing to accept criticism and judgment, and uh, I mean, it's going to be a tough time. That's just always going to be don't out there. Don't even bother waking up. <laughs> right, you know, right, right. If that's what it is. If you're worried about other people, don't even bother waking up. Um, great, great advice so far. Loving all the quotes and especially the energy. I want to change the focus a little bit about, you know, some personal things. You mentioned family a yeah. lot, you know, you being a family person. Yeah. Um you know, I guess to 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 the individuals who may not have the uh, the family support that you may have, you know, just tell us a little bit more about how family has been able to help you uh, be the person that you are today, and how is that constant resource of individuals of of family um, helped you become you know a better business professional? Well, to be honest with you, Jonathan, I've been uh, <clears throat> I have I really I've been away from my family a lot. You know, like. Other than my immediate family, my daughters and my wife, I really have, uh, you know, growing up with Pectus Excavatum, naturally I've been, you know, I've isolated myself. I've always been, you know, somewhat socially awkward and, 
You know, that's continued. It's gotten better as I've been out there more in the public giving speeches. I mean, the other day I gave a, uh, a little seminar in front of nothing but family and friends. But at the same time, you know what? I've just I've I've mostly been, you know, on my own and uh, the support of family. They support me without a doubt. But like other than my immediate family, um, you know, I'm really not that close with uh, the rest of my family. Well, you're building a family um, right. on YouTube and I'm Definitely. sure that's and I'm sure that's growing. Um, yeah. You know, I guess from a from the aspect of um, your uh, personal life. What are some things that you do for fun? Some things I do for fun, yeah. man. I love, I love what I do for fun. I've got a, uh, I love my work for fun. You know, I consider my work as fun, you know, and, uh, like I'll go to New York city, uh, skateboarding with my Pectus man t-shirt. Uh, <clears throat> I just like to make videos, you know, I love editing videos. I like making videos and, um, just hanging out with my little girls, you know, I'm curious. You have so explain the the T-shirt, right, to the right. people who've never seen it, and then I'd love to hear the story as to why or like how you created it, how you came about it. I'm a big yeah. Superman fan, so <laughs> you know the fact that you're able to kind of just like put that on your chest. Just yeah. let, let go into the process of what, how you created it. All right. So uh, <clears throat> the day uh, about a month after my high school reunion, I gave my first speech ever. I joined a club called Toastmasters. And I started to share my story more. And I got really comfortable with getting in front of people and speaking. And then about six months into Toastmasters, they're throwing this contest. It's a tall tale contest. Tall tale is an exaggerated story. And uh, I said, hey, why not? Let me join the contest. I hopped on the contest. I entered the contest. And I started writing my speech. It's a five-minute speech. And I said, why not just use my hole as like, you know, throw it in like an exaggerated into an exaggerated storyline. So I made I started making some crazy metaphors with my hole. And then slowly but surely, like the concept of the of my hole being my gift uh, started to come about. And I just thought of the Superman shirt. I thought of the Superman shirt and I said, all right, Superman shirt. Why don't I just cut out the symbol reveal? my gift, my greatest gift, my whole. And I wore that underneath my suit. I made it all the way to the district championship. So I beat out about 200 people. I've never spoken in my life before. I've given a couple of speeches at Toastmasters and I one speech in my high school reunion. But I guess because I was just so passionate and so just real with my story that I ended up making it to the championship stage in front of about, in front of about 150 people. Um, and uh, the end of my speech, you know, I just say something like, and every hole you have a gift, a gift. So whether the hole is in your chest or anywhere else in your life, don't walk around the hole. Don't ignore it. Dive into the hole in there somewhere. You have a gift, a gift so powerful. I start taking my suit off, rip my shirt off. Everyone sees my pectus man t-shirt a gift so powerful that makes you superhuman and then i do my signature stunt where i dive off of the stage or i jump out of something or i jump into this crowd as if i'm about to fly and and that's it that's how i ended and that's how the peck this man t-shirt came about that's cool man that's uh, <laughs> i would love to be able to see that um you know, live and in person one day um you know besides the 
the Peck This Man t-shirt, what are some resources that you use throughout your day in, so, in terms of technology? Some of the resources? Yeah. Yeah, like I, I guess like, you know, as, entre- as an entrepreneur, as, a, as a, a person who's trying to network and get themselves out there, what are some things that you, that you use technology-wise that have helped you be able to, you know, uh, meet us and, uh, you know, introduce ourselves and, and you know, grow your, your fan base? Right. Um, I use a lot of Facebook, you know, mm. Facebook, I use Facebook groups, Pectus Excavatum groups to be specific. That's my main target. You know, I made a decision a couple months ago that if there's one group of people that I could help and leave behind something that can inspire them, if there's one, they say you got to start off with a niche, right? So I said, you know what? I'm just going to focus all in on Pectus Excavatum. And so for the past few months building abnormal, I've been Focus in on people with Pectus Excavatum, specifically on the Facebook groups and my YouTube channel. That's pretty much it. Nothing, uh, nothing crazy. Just usual social media. I probably should have asked this in the very in the very beginning, but um, you know, can you just dive in a little bit deeper about what what it is, and then not only that, but could you also say how many people are affected by this? Right, Pectus Excavatum. someone's chest to cave in it makes it look like a cereal bowl so makes it look like a cereal bowl i can literally eat cereal out of my chest uh girls can take shots out of my chest (laughs) body shots at the bar but uh the the biggest aspect of it is it just messes you up mentally right like i was five years old and i remember taking my shirt off And my good friend pointed at me and he didn't mean to, but he just made me feel like a freaking, like an alien out of the sky. And from that moment on, I knew that something was wrong with the way my chest looked and that I was weird and that I stood out. And from that moment on, I built this self-conscious fear that, you know, kept me from, you know, enjoying summers or being that normal kid. And so it's just a chest deformity. It could cause physical uh, issues with your lungs and your heart can compress against the heart. But for the most part, it's psychological. And uh, it'll really hold you back. But you know what? When I was 28 years old and I realized that it was my greatest gift because what it did was it made me realize that, holy shit, it's not what we look like. It's who we are on the inside. Mm -hmm. It's what we have to offer on the inside. It's how you can turn your abnormality, whatever it is, because everyone has an abnormality. How can you turn your abnormality, whether that's depression whether that's being broke, whether that's having a hole in your chest, whether that's uh, being a horrible public, how could you turn that into a gift? And the way that you turn that into a gift is by diving right into it and by like using it to your advantage. Like that's your story of overcoming an obstacle and of you know uh, triumphing in life. Like that's your challenge. The challenge is your abnormality. Once you conquer that challenge, boom, you've discovered one of the greatest secrets to life, you know, that it's, 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 it's who you are on the inside. It's not what the circumstance or challenge is. And so, totally. 
Well, I, I have one final question for you, and I think this is the one that I'm most excited for you to, to answer. But um, The Blind Entrepreneur was created for individuals who may not be able to see the obvious, who may be temporarily blind in business. So you know, what are three pieces of advice that you would give to a fellow entrepreneur? Three pieces of advice are, one, it's authenticity without a doubt. There's something about being real. People can connect to that. There's your authenticity is your your greatest light that you have on the inside. What even if it's something abnormal, that's the thing that you're supposed to bring to the world. Whether it's a crazy idea, whether it's a crazy story, no matter what, if you're not standing out, if you're not getting attention, whether good and negative attention, if you don't have people criticizing, if you don't have people judging. There's something, uh, there's something not, there's something uh, you got to do more of. There's you got to be willing to just put yourself out there as much as you can. So that's step one. Step two is to jump out the freaking boat, metaphorically speaking, not literally like <laughs> I did, which I'm, which I'm super proud of, and I've got I would be other plans of jumping out of even bigger boats into Love crazier it. oceans and rivers. So stay tuned. Can't uh, wait, man. Can't but anyhow, wait. what I learned from that, like, here's the gift, right? Here's the, I, that was an abnormal situation. It messed me up inside those stories going out. Everything went viral. But here's the gift. It taught me that jumping out of the boat is where you find your greatest treasure from within. And I'm writing a book called Jump Out the Boat. And I'm explaining it as a metaphor as to how to find your purpose and your power. When you jump out of a boat, Literally, you're going to have people criticizing, judging you, bashing you. But there's this power. I should have died that day. But there's this power out there that I knew that I was going to be okay. I knew it wasn't my time to go. I knew that it was my calling to make that jump. So whether – and I'm not – to the entrepreneurs out there, I'm not telling you to jump out of a boat. Literally, I'm telling you jump out of your boat, whatever that boat is to you. Jump out of, there's a power out there that's going to take care of you, that's going to come outside of you. You have a power in you that's going to help you to thrive through those, through the conditions that you're in after the jump. And it's the people that jump out of the boat that find their treasure in that water that then use that treasure to shine to the rest of the world, the people on the boat. And then you inspire other people to make that jump, to build amazing things in the world so i would say that's number two and then number three is uh number three is don't number three that's a good one let me think hmm. number three would be to uh subscribe to my youtube channel <laughs> nice <laughs> well that's actually funny that you bring that up because you've successfully completed the podcast. So now, because you successfully completed the podcast, you get to look into the camera right there and you get to explain how people can follow your journey, how they can follow you on social media and anything else you have going on. So Alex, the next 30 seconds is 100% yours. Tell us what you got going on. Hey guys, my name's Alex Vivanco. I love jumping out of boats, literally and metaphorically speaking. I have a brand called abnormal we're clothing brand and basically i mean we're not selling you any we don't we just sell t-shirts we make inspirational entertaining videos on facebook.com forward slash abnormal 
without the second A. So it's A-B-N-O-R-M-L club, C-L-U-B, Abnormal Club on Facebook. And you could follow me on Pectus Nation on YouTube if you want to see some other cool stuff. I actually went to the city the other day with my shirt off and asked a bunch of hot girls if they thought my the hole in my chest was hot or not. And that was a great video, so make sure you check that out. And I'm just a dude that likes to make funny, entertaining, inspirational videos. And uh, that's about it. Right, so Love it, man. Me. Alex, thank you so much for your time. And to those of you who are still watching and listening, thank you for always liking, commenting, and subscribing. Um, if you like this video, give it a thumbs up. If you don't, that's okay too. But without further ado, Alex, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on all your success. And until next time, have a good rest of your day. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you so much for watching this video. Don't forget to follow me on any and all social media platforms using the long last name above, followed by the letter J. If you want to get lost into the dark abyss of YouTube, click either left or right for another video. And finally, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. No, seriously, don't forget.